<laughs> the, hit the damn button. The record button is hit. We we had Woo! a pre-show, pre-show. Pre-show, pre-show. Goodness <laughs> gracious, kids. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, boy. You... I, <laughs> Go I, ahead, Jamie. I, I feel like in like five years' time when we actually have a steady audience that that is something <laughs> that we put on the pre-show and we put that up <laughs> against the paywall. Uh, if you really want the hot goss, then then you need to pay because that's some serious shit that went uh, on. Uh, yeah, in you, your in your day. Yeah, the, holy fuck! You, you you boys had a day, and not to get too too deep into it, but I have been up because of work related stuff since four thirty this morning. Oh my currently god! Currently, at time of recording, it is eight forty four p.m. Oh my god! I am currently running on. Uh, one real decent meal, two cliff bars, two energy drinks, and the largest iced coffee Dunkin' Donuts was legally able to sell me. So I am caffeinated, dehydrated. Oh yeah. Also, uh, I've had like four shots of bourbon at dinner because I was trying to unwind, but also just kind of deal with all of the day hours. So like basically everything, like it's weird when your day, and I understand that, like, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who have jobs that start much earlier in the day. Yeah. But, like, I have, it has been quite some time since my day has started before the sun. Ugh. So, driving near our nation's capital before the sun to have a meeting was an experience in and of itself. Oh, Lord. And that's that... how I started my day, and everything feels like it was kind of like, Cool. So, uh, yeah, let's do that then. Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> Fine. Sounds yeah. like a like a big pile of shit, man. Uh, oh man. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I, I will. I will say something positive. I have over the last couple of months been very candid about what has gone on with my unemployment and what has gone on with my time being out of work. I've been very candid about my my feeling of, you know, having trouble kind of getting past things and my depression. And I appreciate everyone letting me kind of use this as a forum to just be very open about things that I think in certain circles are not so easy to be open about. And I actually have a very close friend of mine who I've known for a very long time who has recently become more open about their depression as they try and work through this whole process. So I'd like to believe that my comfort level with this may end up helping others. And even if it's just somebody who hasn't been comfortable with that, being more comfortable with just openly talking about like, hey, I've had trouble getting up in the morning and I've been feeling kind of down and I think I'm I'm dealing with a bit of depression and I'm not 100% sure how to deal with it, but I definitely know that I want to acknowledge it and keep it going. It's like, cool, all right, that fucking step in the right direction. Good, awesome. So, um, I, so to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit, I got a job. Started on Monday, so this when we're recording it is now Tuesday night. So I've now finished day two of the position. You're um, a really real boy now. <laughs> I'm a really real boy now. Um, where I am, if anyone's curious about it, we are doing our best to social distance. We are doing our best to make sure that we are maintaining protocol. There is hand sanitizer everywhere, and everyone is mandatory to wear masks. And you know, like there's there is a very real sort of like we have to do this because it's a warehouse environment. And there is a need for what we are doing. Um, but at the very least, I can let people know that for my own sake, while I feel 
slightly uncomfortable being back in the workforce given that the pandemic hasn't gone anywhere. And I remind everyone, uh, especially people who are vacationing or going out and partying with friends or what have you, uh, that it, the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. So <laughs> I think it's an important thing to remember here and kind yeah. of take away from everything. If you're over it, it's not over you. It's that right. tiny girlfriend that can't let go and will possibly murder you. <laughs> Right. Also, she's going to ruin every future relationship by losing your sense of taste and smell. Like, real world consequences. That Rona got, like, yeah, like, (laughs) she don't play. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Corona is going to start end up my Corona. And and I'm sure there has to be at least 20 hack DJs who have been playing a version of that somewhere. Um, Ooh, my little yeah, so. shitty one, a shitty one, <laughs> fucking up my mugging my lungs, Corona. Um, so yeah, I, things are on the up and up as far as me personally in that sense. And today well, was good. a very big day. Yeah, so I can confidently say while I'm still definitely battling a fair bit of depression and trying to deal with the new normal and trying to get comfortable and acclimated with things i can definitely reinforce that for myself being openly a bit of an extrovert and really having trouble coming to grips with a lot of things like you see this all the time where it's like um we tend to equate worth with work ethic and accomplishment and i have a very real problem with that yeah and because of just what I've done and what's going on with me and what have you like that's that's been a real metric of how I measure myself well we equate healthcare with work so why not do the rest of it that's been a whole thing too yeah um so you know as somebody who's been without healthcare for quite a while um it's it's a whole experience but yeah um yeah it's you know it's it's weird um so experiencing all of that but things are on the mend but uh literally like i don't know half an hour before we got on here on the podcast fucking like weird family adjacent member (laughs) like straight jean-claude van damme the fucking door off of my day (laughs) because like Oh my okay. god. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to give this backstory that doesn't sound like the saddest short story ever. Um, okay, so I won't be able to really provide a whole lot of context here, but here's the short version. Um, I haven't seen my mom since I was 14. Currently, right now, I'm 36. Um, mom did a lot of drugs, a lot of following the Grateful Dead in turn. I fucking hate the Grateful Dead. I'm sure the music's fine. I don't care. Um, I don't know any of that. Ton of drug abuse, a ton of physical abuse, ton of relationship problems, really kind of tore my entire family apart. And in turn, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there where like, I haven't seen her, I haven't talked to her, don't know what's going on. And in turn, it's soured my relationship with my father. And it's, it's created a whole laundry list of problems that have happened. I'm sure a lot of my personal social issues and some of my, my personality tweaks, I'm sure all rooted back in this. But I also apparently have a half-brother that I've never met where I have no idea where he lives or what have you. But apparently, yeah, but apparently, um, by the way, found this out by doing a Maryland judiciary search on my mother and finding not one, but 
no, not two, but three paternity cases. It's weird when I had to count how many paternity cases she had to try and find the father of my half brother, um, who I have never met again. Um, Good and the Lord. last time I remember like seeing anything about her again, how I keep up with my mother is by Maryland case search. Um, was like, I think two years ago, she was locked up in like Hartford County for uh, escape of police custody. And near as I can tell from the notes, she got arrested on a suspended license and possession charges of controlled substance, but not specific about what the controlled substance was, was under police custody, and then somehow escaped from a, from quote unquote, police facility. So mm. my assumption is that someone cuffed her, put her in the car, got her back to the station, never bothered to cuff her to like any sort of furniture or anything else like that. Somebody went to go take a leak, Xerox a copy, I have no idea. And she just kind of stood up, kind of looked around with her hands behind her back and kind of went, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> cool. And just left. <laughs> and then it took them a couple days to find her. Oh so, my God. <laughs> yeah. And, and to give you a bit of context about my mom, some of my favorite stories that I've heard about my mom are... Um, uh, she got in a fight in a bar in Dundalk and got arrested for assaulting a man with a pool cue. Um, she pulled a kitchen knife on my dad. Um, on my ninth birthday, showed up to hang out with me, even though my parents were separated, but we weren't able to let her in because she was high on PCP, so she ended up drooling all over the front porch. Quite literally, just kind of sitting... Uh, kind of crisscross applesauce, just kind of drooling over her socks. Um, fuck. Yeah. I had all my friends over at the time. So there's like house full of kids and parents and my mom just kind of in her own world out on the porch. Um, and yeah, like, and bear in mind, this is like regular traditional style, like super white people townhome community. So like I grew up in the suburbs of Baltimore County. If anyone's familiar with the area, it's White Marsh. So like oh give God. you an idea where we're at. So definitely my neighbors saw the same thing. Um, and then uh, I think my favorite was uh, my dad goes on a work trip. My mom is supposed to come over to hang out and watch me kind of keep an eye on me. Dad's on a work trip in Vegas for a week sponsored by work, actual work conference, but like one of those, like, Hey, work hard, play hard. You guys did real well. Yada, yada, yada. Cause it's like telecom in like the late nineties, early two thousands and everything's blowing up. Right. 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 So, you know, like my dad's calling me like second night and he's like, Hey bud. Hey, I hope everything's going okay. Just to let you know, like, me, leaves me like a, you know, like a message on the actual like answering machine. It's like, Hey, so the company paid for the Eagles to play an acoustic set. They apparently hosted them at the Bellagio. And at the time was like, had like the gondola and the whole nine. So he's like, got to ride a gondola for the first time. I got to see the Eagles play acoustic. This is the best trip ever. Hope everything's okay. All right. Love you. And then hangs up the phone. And meanwhile, like my mom was supposed to hang, like supposed to show up that first night. Didn't show up till evening three. Right. I'm, I think I'm 13 at the time. So like, I 
I have not had my mom around. I've been fairly independent. I'm not worried about myself burning the house down. You boys got hot pockets and a bit of common sense. I'm not going to starve. I'm going to do okay. I'm not going to start the oven up. I understand that inherently it is incredibly dangerous to just leave a kid home for days on end. Eventually, I ended up heading up to a friend's house who was like right up the street. Mom found out what was going on. But leading up to that was my mom showing up at about midnight or so by like on like i don't know tuesday night or wednesday night and banging on the door screaming fucking let me in you better fucking let me in kick in the door kick in the door i'm like no because i could tell she was either drunk or high or both i have no idea but i recognized that tone yeah and refused to let her in and then literally called my friend who lived up the street and they were like okay are you safe right now? And I was like, yeah, I mean, like she's, she's locked out. I'm inside. And they're like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to stay inside. And if she starts to start banging on the door again, you're going to call the cops. But for now, let's let her try and settle down and maybe she'll just go away. I'm here. I'll sit on the phone with you as long as you want. And like, it was one of those things where like, they were very supportive, but at the same time, like they're not trying to get my mom arrested. Yeah. I think it was a wrong call in retrospect, but like, <laughs> Reasonably, they should have called the cops and been like, hey, so you can't leave a fucking child home alone like this for forever, and yeah. uh, you're deadbeat as fuck, and they're going to go stay with us, but whatever. In turn, uh, ultimately, that morning, I got up, went to school by stepping over my mom, who was asleep on the porch, locked the door behind me, went to school, came home, she was gone, I grabbed a bag, locked up everything, and stayed at their house the rest of the week. So, whole fucking experience, and... <laughs> Saw my mom like one time after that. So like those are some of the highlights. Other than Hooray. like I found out that right. I think when I was two, she kidnapped me and took me to New York. And when my dad found her, they were doing heroin, and I was sitting just crying in a dirty diaper for who knows how long. Um, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and then she got real high and then stole my college fund for drug money. So, understandably, I think, when I decided, you know what, I'm good, and I understand that there's an argument to be had. That, like, at 14, I lack the perspective and understanding to really be able to make an educated decision about whether or not I should not be talking to my mother from that point forward. But at the same time, I basically told my mom, I don't ever want to see you again. And her response was, cool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, you know, there's an argument to be had on the back end that maybe it's a blessing in disguise. She was waiting for me to say that. I just kind Uh, of alleviated that burden. Yeah. Um, So the reason I get into all of this is because this evening I received a Facebook message from somebody who I have never seen before who shoots me a message and asks me, if I'm related to my mother's name, and you know what, I, I don't really care. Nobody's gonna feel free to search to case search Naomi Mattingly if you if you really want to follow along at home. Um, yeah. So it says, "Are you related to Naomi Mattingly?" I think space space. I am your uncle. Then a Facebook audio call, which I denied. Now, mind you, I'm getting this message from a Facebook account. <laughs> From what is very clearly an old picture, most likely from the 90s, of a woman who looks to be in her 
reasonably early 50s. Now, I am unclear if this context is you are married to this person and I don't recognize your name if you are trans, if you are like, I, I have no idea. So I have there's no information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's no context. And now is not the time for me to be like, yo, the fuck's up with your name. Who are you? Why? Yeah, 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 how, yeah, yeah. What, why? Yeah. So to do my best, I'm like, I'm your, I am her son. Respectively. I haven't spoken to her in 22 years. I'm a little gun shy to just chat. Can you give me some context? I don't intend to sound rude. She's just kind of a sensitive topic. Like I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, look, man, cool. That's fine. So then, I need a little more. <laughs> give me a little. Just and a, this is where I uh, suddenly uh, feel weirdly better about the world. And like, I understand, but I'm glad to know I found the right person. We, as in he and my mother do not talk to each other and have not talked to her, uh, spoken to her properly in well over a year. And it's been years since we've really been close. I, in all caps, respect your choice, but would like to speak to you in the future if you're willing. Um, I haven't seen you since you were two years old. So the short version of this is, this is apparently Uncle JR, who I've never met, to You're, the best of my understanding. Jim Ross? Is, he, <laughs> is your Uncle Jim Ross, Brandon Thomas? Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Is it going to be a slobber knocker? Is he going to come in and go, Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! <laughs> now, get ready to feel like a shit. You know why you're going to feel like a shit? Why? Because JR mentioned that he's had seven strokes. So his schedule is wide open to call him back. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Yeah. So, and I, I don't know how JR would end up coming across this. I mean, no disrespect. It's just a lot to take in. I mean, in one day, like, yeah. like I've I've been up for I've been up since four thirty this morning, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, once I got like halfway through dinner, I'm like, shoot, I gotta record the podcast in like half an hour. I'm trying to settle down a little bit. I have a beverage or two. I'm trying to chill out and relax. And then all of a sudden, my phone starts buzzing <clears throat> with a family member who I've never reasonably remembered meeting. And I'm like, is this a goddamn fever dream? Like I need the glass break. Like I need yeah. the glass break sound effect. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> am I awake? Am I imagining? Because this feels like the sort of messed up thing that my brain be like. You have an uncle who you've never met, and it's like, <laughs> sure. God damn it! I I don't know what to do with any of this, and like, and now my brain's doing the math where I'm like, okay, so let's assume for better or for worse, Jr. is genuinely a nice guy at the very least he's making an effort and is showing respect to the idea that like hey man i get it you've been through a lot it's a whole thing i'm not gonna force you to have a relationship or have a conversation you don't feel comfortable with which man i'm not gonna necessarily date the guy but i gotta imagine that if he's had seven strokes at this point he's either had incredibly bad luck or he is elderly yeah and either way, a real level of understanding of context in my feelings with very little understanding about real context and, and events. Like, 
good on him. Do you do you know what relation he is to? Like, is no he clue. a brother or a sister or like married into no the family? Clue. Or oh, okay, no, See, no clue. Because here's because here's the the other thing about the way that my my mom's family worked out is when. So when I was growing up, my parents separated and they were never married, but they, they had like joint custody. My mom would go out and go get real fucked up with her boyfriend and everything else like that. Oh yeah. Added fun fact. My mom's boyfriend used to kick the shit out of me all the time. Um, so right. Cause shithead douchebags anyway. Cause of um, course. Right. Well, you know, he was really mad that his flower selling business on the side of a highway wasn't taking off. So that's my fault apparently. So seven year old <laughs> me has got to catch a fucking fist to the side of the head. Um, Oh, fucking caught fuck. up with that guy when I was like 22. Boy, how did that not go well for him? Anyway, um, don't want to incriminate myself. Anywho, um, <laughs> still the same van, by the way, which I don't know what it says about dudes who drive old vans, not ironically. Like, mm. there's a real weird market for vans because there's like the practical, functional, like work van. Yeah, I would like to have all the storage stuff, but I have little bits and bobs and I don't want to necessarily use a truck. Cool. There's guys who buy a van, ironically, unironically, for the culture, for the camaraderie, for the design of it, of going like, I'd like to modify a car. I like a real 70s vibe. This is not necessarily like a Fast and the Furious sort of thing. I just kind of like the machines. Cool. There's a whole subculture which, by the way, Jamie, I think you would absolutely love of Japanese guys in Japan taking old Dodge vans, Ram yes. vans, yes. And racing them, yes. called Dodgeban, and they're I've super seen that shit. fun, and it's <laughs> rad, and it's also making it stateside. It's super big in Southern California. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Awesome subset. There's a whole like set of Vice articles about van subculture, what have you. Cool. There is... A, a group of people out there who either have not been able to let go of their old, like, grass, gas, or ass, nobody rides for free mentality, mm-hmm. or just, I like the idea, like, unironically, like, I got a place to crash, right? And I got an old lady, but, like, every so often, like, I'm on the road, and I want to <laughs> be able to, like, you know, like, bust one out or, like, take a nap or something like that. And, like, a van's real functional. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And still having the same van for 25 years, not ironically, not out of love, but more or less out of necessity and yeah. just a lack of effort to replace it. Hmm. That guy fell in the ladder camp <laughs> and was every bit the awful human you could imagine. Ho- so, hooray, hooray. Right, right, right. Okay, so anyway, so my, my mom's family was like real weird sort of thing where like mom growing up, grandmother had a whole series of abuse and drug abuse problems and what have you. It's definitely Jesus. like generational. Yeah, fuck. Right. Um, was married to a guy who was a submarine captain in Vietnam. Um, his name is actually on the Vietnam War Memorial. He passed in the war. Um, so, you know, I, I thank him for his service. I appreciate him. Every time I try and get to, um, to the memorial, I make sure to take a point to do an etching of, um, of Leo Mattingly. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate even though he, I never got a chance to meet him or anything else like that, 
Like, dude was trying to do the best with what he had. Um, mm-hmm. After he passed, my mom got real into drugs, sexually assaulted. Um, there's a whole, like, history of really rough shit that happened that led my mom to a lot of her really questionable behavior as a mother and as a friend and what have mm-hmm. you. So, like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just piling on her as, like, she's a fucking shithead. Like, there are factors that go. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, right. Um, Circumstances. And in turn... Right, right. And in turn, like, her mother remarried this guy, Ed. Ed's okay, but, like, real prototypical, like, mid-80s construction worker can't seem to get it off the ground, what what have you. Like, lived in a trailer park. Perfectly fine salt-of-the-earth people, but, like, I have a very fond, not fond, but, like, firm memory of the taking having them take me to elementary school and they lived in harford county my elementary school was more closer to white marsh so we're talking a let's say 35 minute commute in the sense right to be able before we would leave to make sure my my grandmother and my mother's side would make sure that she had one of those old school like plastic cups with like the handles that was narrow enough to fit in like a standard uh cough like like cup holder sort of thing with mm-hmm. like the weird not sippy cup but sippy cup sort of sort of top yeah filled with caffeine free diet coke <laughs> because she wanted the sense of having a caffeinated beverage and that flavor first thing in the morning that was all she yeah. drank yeah because water apparently wasn't an option but right right but well, like, not if you live in detroit <laughs> right but like wasn't medically okay to have the caffeine sort of scenario. Oh, like they're, they're a whole fucking experience. Yeah. So like, yeah, but like that's kind of the sum total of the family. And there was like a half sister named Magenta, if I remember correctly, that like also lived in the trailer park. And there were a bunch of guys, like I remember seeing a photo of my mom. I apparently have a bunch of family in what I assume to be North Carolina that are really into guns, like in that oh, boy. scary kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. trust me. <laughs> I imagine if you start um, kind of following down the Mattingly family tree, one, I bet it looks more like a California redwood than anything else. Real straight line (laughs) shit. And two, I'm betting there's a lot of bullet holes in the side of that trunk. How many bullets you got? Not enough. (laughs) uh, Like, like, if you told me that – I had over under in my, let's say, two degrees of Kevin Bacon relation, three clan members and a half dozen really patched in hardcore bikers. I would just nod my head and go, huh, and just <laughs> move the fuck on. Yeah. Because none of this would surprise me at all. Ooh, Brandon, I'm frankly, two things. I'm amazed you've survived. All of that. But two, I'm also amazed that we are friends uh, because I am not at all <laughs> close to any of that. <laughs> and there's nothing in your upbringing that, that, that should say that you would ever hang out with anyone who wasn't the, the color of you know, your, your bed sheets that have been bleached to death. So I'm... I'm no <laughs> argument. Yeah. No, like, it, there's a very... There's a very real <laughs> irony of someone with my background 
being on a podcast on the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Yeah, and seriously. Speaking of which, Jamie Noguchi, <laughs> fucking, that's right. Fucking trans. Post. Hit that trans. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages and anyone in between, welcome one and all to the fucking Do It Cast, part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. That means NOC as in nerds of color. And if the last, what I assume to be, I don't know, 35 minutes of entrance have told us, I am absolutely of no right to speak about. They let me in by their good graces alone. You can find them us and many other shows. Jamie Noguchi at what website? Hardknockmedia.com. That's N-O-C as in nerds of color. You can find all the other podcasts on the network. If you're into Batman, you should just go to wherever Keith is because he will talk about Batman no matter what podcast he's on, no matter where <laughs> he is. If you, if you see him on the street, if he's at a stoplight, if you just like side-eye him a little bit, he will talk your ear off about, uh, about Batman. It doesn't matter which Batman. It doesn't matter if it's the 60s Batman. It doesn't matter if it's the Nolan Batman. It doesn't matter if it's the Tim Burton Batman. It doesn't matter if it's the Batison. He will talk about Batman because that man loves the Batman. I'm, I'm actually surprised he doesn't have a Batman podcast on the network of just him talking to all of his hot toys, just talking to the hot toys, Bruce <laughs> Wayne, talking to him. just talking to him and like I, doing I, both I voices. That, right. But I worry that that's either going to get really sad or really sexual real fast. So, <laughs> so 45 points of articulation, you say? <laughs> yeah. Go on. Oh my God. Those hot toys, hot toys, Brandon are. Yeah. Yes, they are. Glorious. Yes, they are. Fucking glorious. I I am going Accurately to named. I am going to figure out how to acquire one. Not buy one, Brandon Chalmers. Acquire, acquire. one. Acquire <laughs> one. I want to get to the point where people start sending me random shit. And I, I will find I will find a Batman hot toy. And I will give it to the boss to thank him for allowing <laughs> us to hang out on his to, to sully his network with our presence. No kidding. <laughs> that is absolutely the definition of it. By the way, to double back, because I know I've, I've jokingly talked about it before, but now that people have a reminder of the context, there is a very real part of me that wants to like 23 and me myself in the hopes that there is a drop of like non-Southern ass inbred blood mm. in me. Like, yeah. Like, I, I hope, if anything, what it really is is the definition of, like, nurture versus nature yeah. in that sense, which yeah. hopefully that's the case, which is a weird thing. And, and <laughs> I remind everyone again, it is incredibly important, and boy, howdy, am I a fucking shining example of that, that if you are a parent, if you are thinking about becoming a parent, if you're a friend, if you've got somebody who you know, if there's a kid 
who you know, who seems a little off or a little listless or what have you, boy, howdy, those little conversations that you have, those little reminders, the little like, hey, man, how's it going? Invite them over for dinner because those kids will end up turning out to be hopefully A-OK because of you. I am only here sitting in this chair, owning my home, being a responsible adult and trying to better myself and be a better part of the world and be as understanding as I can because I had a ton of really great parents, none of which who were related to me, being kind enough to open their home to me. That shit matters. So I beg of you, if you have the opportunity, obviously COVID and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you have the opportunity to, you know, if you're kind enough to bring in a foster dog, also be kind enough to let your friend's buddy, you know, let your son's friend or whatever it is who seems like he doesn't really know what else to do and is a little awkward or whatever. That kid needs real family and real culture. Like invite them in, take them places. If you get, if you physically have the ability, yeah. it's going to change their life. They're going to forever appreciate you. For sure. And I, I feel like, I feel like nerd culture kind of is a good gateway drug to get you into all sorts of other random shit and expose you to things that like, cause like just through the con circuit, man, we've seen a whole bunch of weird shit and we've experienced a whole bunch of weird shit that you probably wouldn't have been exposed to growing up in, in, oh, in the, yeah. In no, ba- between, between the con circuit and art fight, I have definitely been forcefully exposed to a lot of things uh, culturally, um, relationships wise, um, trying to think of the best way to like, kind of every, like it was a lot of culture shock. It was understanding relationships and sexuality and being open to other things and being open to other people. And just from a lack of genuine understanding, like there's a lot of reality of like, you can present me with a statement of going, Hey, so trans rights, and I can be like, yeah, but at the same time, until you know someone who is trans and is willing to have that discussion, there's a lot of question marks there, and you're left with whatever information is provided out there, and sometimes you have a mentor who's like, hey, here's a person who's going to give you a very fair and realistic idea, and there are some people who are like, yeah, I want you to believe this, or I want you to believe this, and it's, it's hard to fucking navigate. Yeah. So the idea of exposing myself to cultures that I was not necessarily raised with and trying to have as much of an open mind as possible has been a whole thing. Like it's the amount of fucking growing I have done (laughs) since I met you is (laughs) neck breaking. Weird snacks, weird snacks and good food. That's the entry drug. (laughs) Like you're not wrong though, because like there was a very, like, I think maybe a year into art fight. I kind of set this tone where like you and I were clicking, but there was a lot of like, I'm not sure about this dude because he's a lot. And I think that's you at me, not me at you. You're comfortable <laughs> in your own skin. And meanwhile, I'm like, I just want this guy to fucking like me. Um, but like realizing that what I really needed to do was just both feet in the deep end and like, cool. So when you'd be like, hey, we're going to go eat, yada, yada, yada. Cool, I've never had it. Let's go. And just no matter what the hell it was, you taught me how to use chopsticks for the first time. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we went, we went to the sushi place and you're like, uh, yeah, what do you want? And I ordered like a bento box or something like that. And I was like, Hey, can I get a fork? And you looked at me and you went, no forks. And you just <laughs> slapped the chopsticks in front of me and you were like, work it out. <laughs> and like, I, I looked at you like, fuck you seriously. Use them or you don't eat. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like you can sit here 
with a group of your peers. <laughs> All of them know how to use chopsticks. And, you know, or you can be an adult, ask some friends and try and figure it out. But I'm not going to let you be that dopey white boy. Like, fucking use some chopsticks. I don't, even, I don't even remember that, but I'm pretty sure I would have done that. It was, well, it was like, we went to like, God, I forget what the hell it was. I think it was like a Katsukon or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. We were near Rolls and Rice. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, we walked to go get food. And you're like, hey, you want to do sushi? And I was like, yeah, I don't have a ton of experience with it. And you were like, you're fine. You can get a bento box. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so like, I ordered a bento box. And I was like, cool. You know, rice and chicken and, and tempura and, you know, a couple pieces of sushi. And I was like, I can totally handle this. And it's this sudden realization of like, no, there, there's, there's like teriyaki chicken here. You, you cannot be a caveman. I mean, technically speaking, <laughs> I guess I could have taken the rice and like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I shouldn't be a caveman. And that's <laughs> like, there, there are utensils here. Well, sushi, like old school, like they used to just eat it with their hands. So, I mean, that, right, I, that is the way. That is the way. Like, yeah, I, please understand. That's why I, I am not such a Luddite at this point that I don't <laughs> understand that like sushi can and most likely in certain, in certain aspects should be eaten with your hands. Yeah. But the, you know, like knowing how to use chopsticks is a real tool that socially becomes way easier when you're at other places. Like you did me a huge favor where I became immediately like, oh, Okay, this is easy. I yeah. ended up teaching four other people how to fucking use chopsticks. <laughs> like this, oh this is the God. definition of you and I when we were talking on the podcast of like that that like Sherpa into other culture. Yeah, as yeah. silly and stereotypical as the thought process is of like chopsticks being other culture, you one hundred percent open me up to being like this is a thing you don't understand. This is how you use them. Start digging in and then going to another place and me doing the exact same thing you did of going, no, you don't get a fork. Come on. Here. <laughs> Pull them apart. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean the burrs off. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Sit patiently and wait. And like, you know, that, that like real, the respect of, you know, the wasabi and, you know, don't go making that fucking slurry and, and like try a piece before you go putting anything on it. Yeah. Don't disrespect yeah. the chef and like yeah. the whole goddamn thing going on there. I, and I'm sure there's a bazillion parts of that context to I, where I'm absolutely missing just from lack of, you know, practice and really going to nice sushi places. Yeah. It's, it's funny because when I was growing up, everyone, and I did not grow up in an Asian neighborhood, like Bethesda, Maryland is not full of Asian people. Like the people around, like I never, you know, in my class, I was one of like two Asians in, in elementary school middle school, we had more people and stuff. But like, even then, everyone around me knew how to use chopsticks for some reason. I have no idea why, like all the white people I used to hang out with knew, knew how to use chopsticks. So like, the thought that people didn't know how to use chopsticks was was a foreign idea to me until I got into college. And I met people that didn't know how to use chopsticks. And I was like, aha, people have different experiences. <laughs> Cause like from like from elementary school all the way to high school, it's the same group of people. It's the same yeah. group that you've grown up with. And like the, the experiences become homogenized. Like people have, people grew up eating sushi in, in this neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, sushi is not a big deal. Get into college and you find out that yes, it is <laughs> like pe people around me would go fly all, all the time, like take summer vacations and stuff. You get to college, you realize some people, it was their first flight to the dorms to get to the school. So like- I, Me, my yeah. first flight was with you. 
to go to what c2e2 c2e2 yeah exactly yeah. so I, like that wasn't until my 20s like i yeah so like I, right but it was like that realization of like yeah no this is my first thing and i really appreciate i love how you throw me into the deep end of things because you're like <laughs> We go and it's like, oh, dark 30. I stay over your place. We leave at like four something in the morning. I think we flew out of what, Dulles? Or was it national? Uh, I think it was national. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been national. Yeah. So like we fly out of national. It's like, oh, dark 30. We're doing a direct flight. And you're like, wait, this is your first flight? I'm like, yeah. And you had this sudden realization that I may be about to have a meltdown. And you cared for probably 40 seconds and then you <laughs> fell asleep because you sleep on planes. Yeah. Like Out. there's some sort of like weird. Out. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you managed to do that. Like it's some weird, like fifth element level shit of like, they close <laughs> the thing and they're like, good night, Corbin Dallas. And you're like, good. I just, you're done. So before yeah. we even like, <laughs> I, I'm experiencing my first flight, what have you. Yeah. Pendants are going through the whole procedure, water landing, whole nine oxygen mask, seat as a flotation device. Put yours on before I'm you put it on the like, kid. This is where I'm going to end up being at some point along the way. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, we're going to Chicago. We're not going to be. We're, no, we're just like going to die. Yeah, we're just going right, to die just, if we crash. Just going to hit the ground, right? Yeah. Now. So. <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. flotation device doesn't work on concrete. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and like my brain's going, well, I've seen a lot of tailspin, so I wonder if this seat can be used as a weird like kick cloud kicker sort of flying scenario at the back. Yeah, can that I like shit was grab amazing. an Yeah, can I grab like an oxygen mask off the back of the tail of like the flight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. spin it. Um, anyway, <laughs> no one fucking works harder than Blue. No one. It's true. Anyway, it's true. It's true. It's fuck, true. Fuck that mouse. No one works harder than Baloo. Like that dude had multiple times. <laughs> Mickey just shows up and just owns stuff. Yeah. He's like Mark Cuban. Like Mark Cuban shows up and they're like, hey, Mark Cuban. He's like, hey, how's it going? And everybody just <laughs> cuts some checks and like pays attention to him. Yeah. Like fucking Baloo's working. Like oh, yeah. raising children, fending off Louie taking care of a whole bunch of shit then suddenly like he's running an, an air service like he's doing the live action thing like yeah he's putting in that fucking work man oh yeah blue blue is blue is like the blue collar hero that we all yeah. need that we all deserve yeah blue <laughs> collar. for the people yeah, yeah. blue co- yeah god damn it blue collar you're right yeah, um, yeah, yeah so so anyway so like i'm i'm going through the procedure for the first time and we're halfway through the like your seat can be used as a flotation device. <laughs> All I hear next to me is, <laughs> and I look over and you are down, just like, just completely head down, eyes closed, just out, just out. And I'm like, cool. All right. So my first experience, like you went from caring to immediately like, not my problem. And just done. <laughs> And I had no option of freaking out because no one would care. <laughs> yeah. Because someone would be like, what the fuck is up with that gorilla up in like 9C? Because he looks real panicky right now and we yeah. are in an enclosed metal tube. <laughs> and like, right. You can order booze. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was an early morning flight. We weren't allowed. They serve booze. They don't care. They'll take your money. 
Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, like I, I wasn't worried about it in turn, but like there's a very real like we woke up right as maybe like or you woke up as like things were we were starting our descent. Yeah. And you're like, hey man. And I was like, hey, we're landing. And you're like, cool. How'd you do? And I was like, <laughs> good. Good. And just like, I don't know. Cool. Right. And like proceeded to have a rad time doing more Jamie Noguchi level, like deep dive, <laughs> deep end of the pool shit where it's like, we went to go get beef tongue tacos, which I've never had beef tongue. I'd before, never had them went before. And did yeah. that, like, right. But like went and did that weird karaoke at that place. Oh yeah. And then, <laughs> right. Like, uh, the, the, the table side suckling pig and peeking duck, like, yeah. Best meals I've ever had. Random new people, new con, new city, whole nine, wander around hot Cheetos and Takis. Like, just we're wandering about the fucking city of Chicago. And you're like, yeah, no, we'll figure it out. I'm like, you have no idea where you're going. We're just wandering the city. You're like, no, I'm pretty sure the hotel's up here. It's fine. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, I'm, I'm confident about this. I won't dare call you on it because we're good. Like I'm here. We're we're gonna find this place one way or the other. Like yeah, we'll we'll find it. It's fine. Yeah, we're we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. Yeah, it's uh. It's weird because that was the first time I had been to that con. So it's like I, I didn't know where anything was. So I was just like, whatever. People have done this. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. <laughs> right, yeah. I, We're I not love the first ones like, in the con. <laughs> no, man. Like the, the hotel has shuttle service at the con. We'll work it out. And yeah. then we go to like walk down that first morning to go catch the shuttle service. And they're like, shuttle's running late. And there's like 40 people ahead of us. You look at me, you're like, we're fucking Ubering this. Make no mistake. And I was like, right on, whatever. Yeah. You're like, Maybe we'll just get a cab. And then you just like immediately like, we had like the, the cart full of stuff in the whole line. You're just waving fucking people down. You're like, we're fine. I got this. All right, cool. Sure. New city, whatever. I, yeah. I stand by. Oh yeah. And then we ended up in that weird, like John Woo film. In, yes. Uh, yeah. The in that underground diner. thing with the dumplings and stuff yeah. like that. And then we for got, anybody who. We got a got, ride from uh, that guy with glasses. That guy with glasses. Uh, who's a total uh, douchebag. Doug. Uh, uh, what's his name? The channel Adams awesome Jones. I didn't know who the fuck he was. So like, it, I it must have pissed him is. off because like the way we were talking with him, I was like, "Hey, here's the guy. He's giving us the ride. Hey, that's cool." I think Phil knew who hey, he thanks, was, man. but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't give a shit. Nobody cared. <laughs> no one cared. Right? Yeah, because it's like it's like the three of us and him. So there's like four of us in his Toyota Corolla. Yeah. And I think he was really expecting somebody to kiss his ass. And the yeah. second we got there, he was like, "Yeah, all right, cool." And like. He disappeared with a bunch of other con friends, and we yeah. were on our own. We ended up having to take the train back. Like yeah. just, it was fine. No fucking like. Hey guys, I'm gonna leave. So you know you you can find your way back, right? It was like sure. <laughs> but he was, it was so funny. And then later I learned who he was. And then later I saw like all the fallout with the whole channel awesome stuff, and I was like, well, thank God we didn't give a fuck about who he was. You know what the <laughs> best part about all of that is. I still have no fucking idea what you're talking about and don't care. <laughs> that's how little I gave a shit. Like that's genuinely how little I give a shit about internet famous people like this. Yeah. Don't care. Like yeah. does not fucking register on my radar. Don't oh man. It, All I know is, is a lot of people were real fucking stoked about him when we'd see him at every con yeah. and I could not figure out why. Blandest motherfucker too. Cause he was standing in line to get like the, the boring ass chicken teriyaki. Like, yeah. like him and like five other white people just, in line getting the teriyaki. It was like 14 of them. Yeah. Because they all met together. Like, 
they basically walked into an underground Asian market with stalls everywhere, yeah. with things and smells that I've never seen before. I think yeah. I ate chicken hearts. I'm yes. relatively sure I ate chicken hearts. Yes, yes. And like, I had things I never knew I was going to have because I just trusted you and Phil. You were like, just eat the thing. I'm like, okay, cool. And it literally just kind of came down to a like, hey, I have no idea what to order. So I'm just going to walk up with you and just use my card. So let's just family style this and I'll just pay for one of the things. Everybody yeah. cool with that? It was right, great. Cool. Like, it was so good. It was yeah. so good. Oh, those goddamn lamb and coriander dumplings. Uh, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh, oh God. So good. And, and we gave, we gave Doug and his friends some food cause they were still waiting in line. They hadn't gotten their stuff. For that. I was like, Hey, yeah. we got some well, extra. Yeah, cause they were all... right, right, right. Yeah. And then they still like, I remember them not really wanting to have any, like some of the food cause it looked sketchy. Yeah. And I was like, fine, fuck it. We'll eat it. <laughs> All right. Whatever, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> you be mad and you stay hungry. I still don't know who you are. This is some I good shit. <laughs> still remember you walking up to the dumpling guy and going, what's the best dumpling? And the guy kind of looking at you and you going, no, 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 seriously. I, I only want what you're going to give me. And he's like, lamb and coriander. And Jamie's like, cool. Let me get a tray <laughs> of that. And we literally sat down and like all hit the first soup dumpling and you look back at the dude and from the fucking table, you were like, yo, let me get two more of these. Two more. God, I want to go back. <laughs> so many dumplings. Oh my God. Oh, and I bet that place is still there. I bet that place I is hope still so. there. I hope so. At the very, I hope it's still there or they move locations to, to a, a much more lucrative area, assuming yeah. they weren't making that much in that weird underground market. But I don't know if like Saturday evening is a big night for them but like the place was empty it was yeah. fucking weird yeah it was close to closing time because we got there at like nine i believe was and it like, maybe you're right because yeah. they're they were open to like one or some shit so it was okay. it was like a transition time we were there like yeah, yeah. right before the the midnight drunk crowd shows up yeah, that's true yeah because there were a bunch of like karaoke bars and stuff like that around there <laughs> yeah god man i miss going to places <laughs> <sighs> And I yeah. feel I feel like I feel like with the book coming out this year, we would have ended up at C2E2 in some fashion. And I could have muscled my way in somewhere. And oh, I don't yeah. know. And then we could have hung out with like there's there's more places to check out because uh Lauren um Audrey's sister lives out there and she she yeah. loves food and she will try any fucking thing. So like yeah. she has a map of stuff and it's just no. Yeah, she like I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but she was the one who drug us to go get beef tongue tacos. Where we walked to their like we we took like a lift or something like that to their place, yeah. and then walked through little Ukraine yeah. to a weird like nondescript uh, Mexican joint where they serve beef tongue tacos. I swear to God, I found a tooth in my <laughs> tacos, and I took it out and then continued to eat, and then you after being goaded into it by the rest of us after a guy decided to do what I can only describe as a heavy accented version of Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Oh no. Decided <laughs> to then, because remember, because they were trying, like they were doing a lot of karaoke. It was all in Spanish. None of us knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And like, none of us were interested. And I swear we were like the only clients in there because it was like the owners, the staff and us. And there were like six of us or something like that in there. Mm-hmm. And then 
we're, we're like sitting there joking around and we're ordering a bunch of food and we're trying to be, you know, like we're trying to be really good and appreciative of what have you. And like, we're trying to make eye contact with the guy. Cause like, he's clearly trying, but like, also like, please don't, we're, we're not interested. Yeah. And then he started with the Michael Jackson tunes and like, <laughs> all, all I hear is this like very heavy accented, don't make a change. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, and then man. did like a Michael Jackson like mega mix sort of thing to try and get your attention and then one of my favorite memories we ended up doing you ended up doing Young MC's Busta Move without the monitor <laughs> where Jamie <laughs> got started requested it and then stepped in front of the monitor and then <laughs> Phil Chan and I were his backup singers Woo! at this yeah <laughs> And without missing a goddamn beat. And my favorite part about that, not that we were backup singers, not that you necessarily crushed it because you did, not that your wife and their family absolutely loved it, but that the staff from the back (laughs) genuinely walked out halfway through the set because you were crushing it. And then them realizing that you were doing it without the monitor and then you getting a standing ovation from the staff. If... That's how you win. That's how you win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do I know you dig? Like what, what is wowing an audience? That's Mexican kitchen staff standing ovation strong. Like, I don't know if that's a barometer. That's how you win. For us, it's a barometer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't get much better than that. Oh, God damn it. That, that's, that's what I love about, uh the the con life it's not necessarily like doing the shows i mean i like i like meeting fans and people who who like the same nerdy shit that we're into but like going to places that we can't get here like i it i i i'm always disappointed when we're with a group of people and they say oh let's go to like the cheesecake factory and i'm like we we got a cheesecake no. factory right the fuck down there like give me yeah. give me a hole in the wall that like that looks really creepy that has yeah, that has no name on the billboard and who, like, they write their menus in crayon because that place is there and it's been there for years and there's a reason why it's been there. Like, Give me that L.A. that LA shopping cart cooked bacon-wrapped hot dog. Yes. Give me the questionable meats. Yes. I want, yes. like, it has to be one of the following. Greasy as fuck. In a questionable building that might get condemned. <laughs> handwritten menus. Yeah. A food that you can't actually pronounce. Or the lighting so dim that yeah. you're not sure whether or not it is mood lighting <laughs> or necessity to make sure that they pass inspection. Like, yeah. I'm not clear. What, if we keep the lights low, the roaches they don't get tell. around. Like, they can't tell. Fuck it, fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like... Because one of two things will happen. I'll have gotten in before Guy Fieri got there, or <laughs> I'll absolutely be just full-on crying stomachache, and I've yet <laughs> to be crying stomachache in all of our trips. And we've yeah. gone to some sketchy places. Well, the, the, the place that was near the Thai embassy in Chicago – that's some of the best Look, Thai yes. food we ever had. It was, and right. it was, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't no. like ostentatious. It didn't have like neon signs and all that kind of shit. It was just no. It 
just there. Yeah, because we right because we like we yelped. What was it like Thai food? Yeah, and it was the closest one. It was like what was it like right under the Thai embassy or like yeah, adjacent yeah. to the Thai embassy? Yeah, and it was like we walked down. The place was relatively <laughs> empty. I think there were like maybe a couple over in a small table in the corner. There were like three or four of us. We sat down because that's when that guy Joe went with us, right? I yeah, think. and Phil. Uh, yeah, Phil. Phil was there. I think he found that place. Phil, right, right. Yeah, like Phil. Phil was there. <laughs> Um, not Joe, uh, Joe Dunn, but a different Joe. Yeah. Um, were, were there with us and we sat down and it was like, look at the menu. And then you looked at me and Phil like kind of trusted your judgment. It was like, I got this. And then, like, <laughs> you closed all of our menus, looked at the lady and you were like, bring us what's good. <laughs> and she kind of smiled and she's like, yeah. And you were like, yeah, just bring us what, what's good. Just enough for all of us. And then probably some more. And she kind of <laughs> laughed. And the next thing you know, like six plates of things just showed up and we just tore into every, I have no clue what I had. <laughs> to this day, I still have no, f- you could gun to my head and I'd be like noodles. And I assume fish sauce. I fuck. I have yeah, no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> There may so have been good. peanuts in there. There were maybe drunken noodles. I'm unclear. Like, yeah. I, right, because I'm left like basically with buzzwords and hope. Like, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so good, though. It was so good. Super good. Yeah. But it was like the finest example of just trust the culture, trust the staff, like, just yeah. kind of, hey, man, open mind. Just <laughs> do the thing. I do want to get to the point where we can afford to go to some of the fancy places. Cause there's always like, there's like, I, I, not like black tie fancy places, but like a step of whatever is like above like your chilies or your, uh, your, yeah, you, you want to, you want to be able to lo- to lay some steak. Money. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Like, like not quite capital grill money, but like if you could blow, let's say, you know, I want to get a beverage. We want to get a nice appetizer. We both want to get some meals or whatever it is. And we'd like to be able to blow reasonably 200 bucks on a nice fucking dinner. For yeah, you. that would be cool. That would be cool. Like that sort of like, man, we don't need these like foie gras fries or something like that, but where <laughs> the fuck else are we going to get them? Yeah, me, uh, me and a couple of friends did that when we were still in college because that's what you do when you're, you're – you're still in college. Uh, we went to, um, actually, I think it was right after college because that's when I got married the first time. My timelines are all fucked, but like my first job- Is this job, your bachelor party? Or are you describing your bachelor party? No, 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 no. Um, okay. But like uh, me and a couple of friends, after we graduated, we were still, we were still living in, and working around the college. Um, my friends worked at the computer science department, so they were still there and I was working at like a design firm in Alex- Old Town Alexandria but you know we were still hanging out with each other we drove up to Mor- Morimoto's Chef Morimoto Iron Chef oh. Japan Morimoto's in Philadelphia and uh, I don't know if it's still there but he had he you know you could order off the menu do all that stuff or you could get the omakase and omakase is chef's choice it's like 10 dishes whatever the fuck is ready that day uh, and he will make it for you and, and do that shit. So we got the omakase and there's it's a group of 10 of us. So we like, we rented a van or something or, and, and all jumped in or no, maybe we had a whole bunch of different cars with us, but we caravaned all the way up to Philly, sat down, spent like good three or four hours there table next to us. It was a, it was a young couple. It was, it was a date that was not going well. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it was so sad because the food was so good. And all we, we kept like kind of like doing the whole thing where you kind of like peek around and see what's going on. And, and the, the, the dear lad had his head in his hand the entire time. He was just like trying to, trying to plead his case. And, I can't believe and, I'm spending $46 a plate for this bullshit. Yeah, and Homegirl was not having it. She was just like shutting him down, just like an expert, just like, ching, 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 ching. And it was, uh, that was entertaining, but the food was so amazing. Like when you've had sushi, I don't know if you've had this, this quality of sushi because uh, the shit just melted in your, like, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I haven't. <clears throat> like, just full stop. I I don't question that at all. Like it, it was, and there was some shit that I didn't like. Like abalone was a big thing, and I, there was like abalone stuff, and like some of that was just gritty, and yeah. Um. So so it wasn't all great, but man, like to be to be able to afford to be stupid like that. <laughs> Again. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> it would be I, great. <laughs> trust me, there, there's part of me that like equally regrets not going there uh, when I was on my honeymoon with the previous administration yeah. versus what we actually ended up doing. Because there was a talk about going down, because like we went to Disney, went to Epcot. We were like, let's go to Morimoto's in Orlando. Oh. And we were very seriously doing it. And then the first night we were so, like, Sorry, I should clarify. She was really fucking tired from from the trip. Because in all fairness, in all fairness, it's a lot of we walking. Had the wedding, yeah. Well, no, not even that. No, no, no. Well, like we had the wedding. We literally like went home, got all the envelopes open, whole nine, everything else. Like I slept for two hours, went to the airport directly afterward. Like got dropped off at the airport. We're on a flight. I think we were at the airport at like four thirty in the morning. The wedding ended at like midnight, and then. We end up basically like on the flight, taking off at like six thirty-five in the morning. So, oh, wow. <laughs> in all fairness, yeah. I get the idea of like by the time we landed in Orlando and like got to the place and got settled and got bags in, like there was no like really going out to dinner. And in turn, we ended up going. Would have done it. I would have done a Brandon Chalmers. I, I know, but we ended up doing those Florida thing instead, which is <laughs> we found a carryout place that lived. In a dirt mall. <laughs> I literally drove around to find a place that did strictly like carry out style fried food. Yes. And got gator nuggets. Nice. At, right. Yeah. Like gator nuggets, jalapeno pot. Like I went fucking hard. I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm, I'm gonna get going to this. Florida. What was Florida, like, I called and I was like, yeah, man, let me get one of these and one of these. The guy was like, you having a party? And I was like, honestly? And he goes, yeah. And I said, no, I'm from Baltimore. I've never had your food and everything looks interesting. So I want to try a bit of it. And he's like, man, I got you. You're all right. Here, how much, what else you want? And just <laughs> made me basically like a sampler plate that wasn't on the menu and charged me like 10 bucks for the whole thing. Like, nice. I, I just spent easily 35 bucks on like, different bits of everything because like yeah i wanted to try it i, I don't yeah. know what a creole onion ring tastes like i assume <laughs> it's like a regular onion ring just spicy but fuck if i know yeah i yeah, want to yeah. try it and so like it was like want to try a bit of everything and i was like of those things what are like some of your best sellers he's like why don't you get some of these and some of these is like forwards those are super good and i was like right on and i was like Hit okay me let me get one of these one of these right and like you know i was like you know where we are and i was like no nah, i got gps i can find it he's like man um okay but 
we're in like the back back and there's going to be like a sign, but it's not real big. So just keep an eye on. All right. We're in the back. You get back. lost. <laughs> my favorite thing. You get lost. Call me, <laughs> which you're running a restaurant. <laughs> like, I got time. <laughs> Out of towners coming in. <laughs> he wants my food. I got time. I will answer the phone. <laughs> now, now bear this in mind. I am being treated rather well by this. I'm staying in a timeshare. The place that we have is like a two-bedroom, full condo sort of scenario. We've got a nice place. You know, like I rented a car. We're, we're able to be mobile. We're able to go out and do what have you. Like, I'm feeling bougie. We got cash. We got money to blow. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. Cool. We spent 50 bucks on, on takeout. Fuck it. What do I care? Yeah. So we go to this place. I, of course, almost get lost. Find the little sign. It's an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper in one of those plastic sleeves, but it's been rained on, so it's a little faded. <laughs> and it is staple gunned to a piece of cardboard that is then duct taped to like a land post thing and then stuck in the grass on the second half of building C of the dirt mall. Oh, building man. C. <laughs> C, as in there are buildings a and buildings b before you get to building c to then go walk in there for us to find basically a a dirt mall that was more or less closed at this point except for this guy which apparently stayed open for us to do this order <laughs> because he was apparently closing up and he's like yeah man the rest of them are closed i told him my lock up behind i knew you were coming oh I shit was like, thanks man That's he's dope. like why not right like fucking nicest guy and he was like well, I mean, I knew you weren't going to get what I got anywhere else, so why not? And I was like, fuck all yeah. right, so fuck somewhere yeah. along the way in Florida, I don't know if the restaurant's still open, but there is a raving great <laughs> review by me on Yelp <laughs> of the Gator Nuggets. I can tell you that right now. Like, oh, I immediately, so great. Like, drunkenly in the condo, like halfway <laughs> through Gator Nuggets. Fuck yeah. yeah just, just greasy typing on my laptop, like, hey, shits are the best things I've ever had. It's the fucking best. Oh, Florida's that's awesome. Great. That's yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I, I swear I ended up writing, like, Van Halen in all caps for no fucking reason in the middle of that review. Like, I was, burn I was talking, so, burn, Yeah, burn, oh, yeah. Burn, burner. Burn, yeah, like, Man, have you ever like top like have you ever like bit into something and then heard Van Halen's Unchained just start <laughs> popping off in your head? Cause like boom, that's what's boom, happening right now. Boom, and I boom, am boom, literally bite two indicator into halfway through. Right. I am halfway through Van Halen's greatest hits right now. The first nugget was just eruption. It took easily two minutes and fourteen seconds to get But like was it better than Morimoto's? I don't think so. But at the no, same time, but yeah, I gotta believe so that good. this guy put more effort into it yeah. than anyone at Morimoto's would have. Yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. That guy's craft with a deep fryer is equal <laughs> to a sushi chef. Like yeah. that what that guy does with oil is just chef kiss. Yeah, I I would I would love like I would love to to See, I love both kinds. I love like the 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 middling high end and like the the dirt cheap bullshit stuff. Like when um when Audrey and I first got together and, and started dating seriously, we would try we would try to go to fancy places in the DC area because you know that's what you do. You you go out to a fancy place. 
And, yeah. and in the DC area, if you don't look like you have money, they treat you like shit. And I yeah. go to places dressed like I'm dressed. Like, you know, yeah. maybe, I'll, maybe I'll put a collar on, but fuck the rest of it. And like, you know, Audrey's, Audrey's folks went to this fancy place in Old Town Alexandria, rave reviews. They gave her some nice stuff. And, and we were like, okay, well, let's check that place out. Fucking ignored us the entire fucking night. Ugh. And I was like, bitch, my money's green too. And it's like, so we went down the street to the fish and chip shop, Amon's, where they treat you good. They give you some fish. They give you some chips and you're on your way. Greasy as fuck. So fucking good. And like, man, ah. so I don't know. I, I want to, I like both. (laughs) I like the dirt cheap. I like the good. You, You won't catch any argument from me. You know this. Yeah. I, that, that's what I miss about the con circuit. Um, making money is good too, but like, Making money is nice, but let's yeah. let's not pretend. A lot of our experience with cons has been much like art fight in a lot of ways at the time. It was a great excuse to hang out with your friends for a weekend yeah. in an enclosed space. It's like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Whatever. Not be like, <laughs> boys weekend. We're going to go out drinking. We're going to get into some fun. We're going to hit a teddy bar. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> like, none of that shit. It's like, yeah. so what are you boys doing? Well, we have to drive to Connecticut, <laughs> go and check into a hotel at like O-Dark 30. We yeah. might we might stop off at the Turnpike because they got a Nathan's Hot Dogs there. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I yeah. do love me a Nathan's Hot Dog. I love me Man, a shit hot dog on the road. The Turnpike the shit hot, hot Dogs. <laughs> It's about two things, those corn dog nuggets and that yes. itty bitty fork <laughs> that you can get them crinkle cup Bonk. fries with. That little Bonk. red fork's a fucking game Bonk. changer. Yeah. Oh, that French good... fry fork is a game changer. That's I'm a good right now. See, we need to we when need when there is a vaccine, we need to road trip. We have to book a pl- book a place in Connecticut. Go see an NEW show uh, yes. and then come back down and stop on all the shit places that we used to stop by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I don't even know if half of these places are going to be open anymore. Like, yeah, like, I'm trying to remember the name of the fucking bar we used to, to go to all the time. I remember the beer was uh, Molly Nurse, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. The place. God. It's not the General Lee because the General Lee was a karaoke bar in Arlington. It was the... I don't know. It's not the Grog and Tankard because that's a shit bar in Georgetown that we played. <laughs> God, I, I forgot. Know. I forgot where I that place is. I don't remember the name of it. I'm sure <clears throat> if I look at the beer, it'll probably still pop up. But yeah, like I remember being connected to a hotel <clears throat> and what have you. But like, I remember some of our finest Connecticut moments there. That's the hotel where, uh, or that's the bar where I beat Adam Warrock in basketball, which should not be a sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Take that nerdcore hip hop superstar Adam Warrock. I beat retired, you in retired, fucking, retired. Apologies. I <laughs> look. Here's what I know: guys like me should not be out <clears throat> shooting you. That's true. Like yeah. Because <laughs> even like. Because I remember the look on his face because he challenged me. He was like, yo, B, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, man. And 
he must have confidently either been like, this dude's cool enough that he's not going to rub it in, which, frankly, spend five minutes with me. There's a better than average chance if I win, I'm a fucking gloat. Make no <laughs> mistake about it. Or he thought, most likely, he's going to kick my ass at basketball. And nah, man. Like, you boy can't fade away threes like no tipping Pippin, but I can play some fucking arcade basketball. Like, make no mistake. <laughs> yeah. God. I, I miss going on the road. Yeah. I miss hanging yeah. out with people. That's <laughs> such a loaded sentence. Yeah. I miss people. I, mm, maybe some people I don't miss. <laughs> no, a lot of people I don't miss. A whole lot of people I don't miss. But like, I think I—I I mean, that's that's what I love about uh, San Diego is all the random shit that happens at San Diego. It's like it's yeah. concentrated bullshit, and then like hanging out in the area and seeing all sorts of stuff. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna feel confident in any of that shit until vaccine. <laughs> so. No, I get it. I like, and I, I think there's a very real difference in between, you know, uh, a social distance backyard barbecue sort of scenario and what have you. And, you know, going to cons or yeah. concerts or yeah. anything else like that. Like I definitely yeah. get it. There's, yeah. there's a very real sort of thing. And now we bring it full circle as the reminder of, you know, the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might not care, but the pandemic cares about you. It wants to get inside you and spread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just as a reminder, by the way, if you happen to be <sighs> helping out someone with a project or what have you, and there are multiple people in an enclosed space, and everyone else is wearing a mask, and you decide that you're not going to wear a mask because you, quote unquote, don't feel like it, You are forcing me to not call you an asshole. <laughs> and it's a difficult call to make. <laughs> I'm proud of myself because it didn't. Yeah. But uh, just as a, as, a, as a point here, um, as we get further into this pandemic, read the room. It's, and it's also like the very, the very least. No one's asking you to like, Make a make an actual sacrifice. It's just putting something on your fucking mouth. It's it's the no, very I, least you can do. The very right. least. No, I understand that, and that is very fair. But what I'm getting at, though, is it's it's not even involving the very least because the very least may also contradict what you quote unquote believe. But in a room full of other people, read the room. <clears throat> yeah, you and I both know. In most scenarios especially locally around here, given the government mandate by the governor of Maryland, that you are going to own a mask. You're going to take it with you places. So this way, if you need to go into an establishment, you have a face covering, whether you think it's silly or not, whether you believe in it or not, or whatever it is. And in that case, I ask of you, read the fucking room. Yeah. If you don't read the room, if you don't believe in it, oh my God. The virus believes in you. <laughs> it's coming Jamie, for you. believe me. God. I understand this. You understand this. But I have neither the time nor the patience to fucking fight with you at that point. So what I'm asking you to do at that point are, are really two things. 
keep your fucking opinion to yourself because that's what I ended up doing. So I'm paying you the same courtesy you, you should be paying me. And two, read the room. Everyone yeah. else is doing this because they all feel uncomfortable about what's going on. Don't force us to be in this enclosed space with you while you work your shit out. Oh, God damn it. It's shitty. <laughs> it's shitty. Oh, fuck. So, uh, yeah. Like, uh, it's been a long couple days. I, I, Your boy's been a little crispy. Like, things have been getting better, but your boy's been a little crispy. Yeah. 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 Hooray. <laughs> so, anyway... um. Well, are, 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 no, are we're, we good? That's, that's it. That's it. That's, 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 what I that, that's all we got. Like, <laughs> there's Sorry stuff. for hijacking the fucking podcast. Fuck it. That's what it's for. It's, it's, you know, you know, we, you know why we started this. <laughs> yeah. To, as an excuse to hang out with each other. Yeah, exactly. so that's why we actually spend time hanging out with each yeah. other. Like, that's, I, I mean, that's all this is. especially now. Cause like we can't actually hang out with each other. Like I know I, I, I want to watch SummerSlam cause I, I haven't watched it yet and i've heard oh, things and i do that i kind of want i don't know if you have time this weekend but i want to figure out how we can do a live commentary so we record the audio and we can still watch it over here i'm going to work on this i'm going to figure out how we can do this and then we're going to do I, well, I think reasonably we could do an audio version of that where maybe you send me the file I have a pretty big monitor here, right? Like I've got a TV as my, as my monitor on my desk. So I've got a 32 inch television directly in front of me. I've got enough viewing space to put it on here. So you send it to me recently. I can stick it on a thumb drive. I can plug it in here. So we've got the streaming purposes of it. Yeah. And you and I can say, okay, three, two, one, play. Play. And then (laughs) we start and we dig into the thing and then we record probably i mean i assume a video and audio version though i'm not sure how i don't think we'll, we're gonna want to watch us yeah i don't, I don't think we'll do thing. the video i think it'll just be an audio audio thing just um, be an audio thing and just you can cue us up and if you want to just go back and watch it like you're hanging out with us i don't know why you have this desire but <laughs> fuck it sure yeah. um but yeah, yeah I, I, I i don't see why we can't do that this weekend yeah i figure we release a full just three hour uh live commentary <laughs> just just live commentary live commentary so uh we'll figure out the logistics um some more so that might happen next week i mean we'll do it this weekend i might release it next week so we'll see what happens okay. um, but yeah like i don't know man i miss seeing people i miss hanging out i miss doing stuff i miss going to restaurants as soon as we can, Iron Age is going to be decimated. We are going to go there at noon, and we are going Has to leave survived? there at 4 a.m. There are people going in there. It's the one in Rockville. Okay. It's still up. So I am not comfortable going inside. No, I understand. Um, I get that. But there are, there are people going in and out. The, the, the Pike Kitchen is up and running. All the restaurants are there. So we've that, gotten tickets. That at least there. makes sense because you can get that stuff to go. Yeah. So like that... That actually makes a lot of sense where you can just be like, okay, go in, take a mask, yada, yada, go in, order your food, sit tight. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, done. Like yeah. the only thing I would hope is that they have some sort of online ordering option. Yes, they now. do. Yes, they do. Okay, then that makes total sense, man. The Lechon Belly Place, the Lechon Belly Place with the crispy pork stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to have that. They are open for takeout. Uh, so yeah, all, all of the favorite places 
are open. They're doing takeout. They have survived so far. Uh, Szechuan Jin River is is still up and running. They're taking orders online, so you can yes. get hella dandans. You can get your hella dandans soup, soup dumps. So like all all of our favorite places are still op- open. Man. We're just gonna spend an entire weekend just going from one place eating that shit out until it's closed and going to the next place eating the uh, shit I, out of that place. I cannot <laughs> wait for the Rockville run. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to start at one end of the pike and just yeah. make our way fucking down. Go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. Wait, we're full. All right. Give it a, give it an hour or two. Okay, we're going here. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah the, it, it's going to be like the pike punishment. It's just going to be just a ridiculous... Maybe that's what we do, Jamie. Maybe yeah. we just get carry out. From fucking everywhere except for iron age we go back to your place we go put on some dumb wrestling or something like that and we just absolutely destroy all of the food oh god like oh yeah yeah because that that like them weird like not quite um uh like boneless wings but they're like korean fried chicken boneless oh wings, yeah spicy garlic sauce or whatever yeah that right but on a bed of dandan noodles <laughs> yes 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 oh shit because because jamie if i if i'm going to asian fusion i'm gonna keep the purity pure <laughs> and keep the fusion on the plate yeah like just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't need to pretend that I'm putting, like, Szechuan peppers on a ham and pineapple pizza and be like, fusion! Yeah, no, like, no, 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 no. Nobody wants this. Nobody no, wants this. No. Yeah, yeah. But, no. I think, but I think delicious, sticky, spicy bits of fried chicken on a bed of delicious... Was it? It's ground pork and Szechuan peppers and all sorts yeah, of stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. I almost like, want to make a special trip just for Dan Dan noodles. I mean, they're open. They're taking online orders, so you can get like a bucket, just like. I mean, I I miss the fun experience of being able to to speak to the lady and then having that weird look <laughs> when I go walking in. That's one of my favorite fucking things. I think you get ten orders of Dan Dan noodles. Ten? Huh? Yes, ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then explaining, yeah, I'm going to serve it to a bunch of random people in Westminster. This is worth driving down for, I promise you. And walking right in and having her be like, Thank you, I appreciate you. I was like, No, 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 I appreciate you. You're the best. Like, yeah. Make no mistake, those white people love those things and they were real skeptical at first. And I was like, yeah. Dig your bitch asses in there. Put it also, in your face, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yeah. I'm going to teach at least two of you how to use chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, imagine, imagine your first chopstick experience was your first Dan Dan Noodle experience. Oh, that'd be so good. Talk about worth the trip. Yeah, it would be so good. It would be the best. God. Yep. Fuck. Yep. Ugh. All right. Yep. All right, Brandon Chalmers. Well, that's what we get for living in a country that just gave up. <laughs> How'd you deal with the corona? We gave up. That's what it's going to say. That's what the chapter is going to be in Hazel's history book. When she's in high school, it comes to 2020. It'll be just says America gave up. And that's the end of the chapter. And she'll be like, I don't remember what it was like, daddy. And I was like, that's good. Because we in all fairness, gave up. I, th- I think what it would be is the coronavirus arrogance through ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. All of that. 
You remember Idiocy? <laughs> well, it was worse than that. <laughs> uh, I hate everything. All right, uh, Brandon Chalmers, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at that guy Chalmers. Jamie fucking Noguchi, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Jamie Noguchi, Twitter, Angry Zen Master. Oh, you can still email us, info at fuckingdoitcast.com. We have yet to receive any email. We will read it on air. Let me know if you don't want me to say your name on the email or if you want an alias or something like that. Um, But yeah, if you want to email us questions or suggestions or just want to yell at us for being stupid, that's fine. We'll read it all. I don't give a fuck. And, yeah, and, and we're small enough so that if you email us now, chances are your email will get read on air at some point. <laughs> so. uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, get, I'll feel pretty confident about saying this. Uh, it will 100% get read. Yeah. So long as it's actually able to be read without having us getting taken off of YouTube, it's going to get read. <laughs> yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. So uh, uh, stay safe. Uh, be kind to each other. And... Um, Eat something, eat something good for us. Eat something good for us, whatever it is. Yeah. Something good. Puppy. 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 I, I know. I need to go pee. Okay, <laughs> kids, be excellent to each other. Bye. I just.